Boom, what's up guys? Welcome back to Kicking It With The King, a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King, ladies and gentlemen, episode 217. It is November 23rd, 2019. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. It is good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, here we are on a Saturday. Crazy. That I didn't think I, didn't think I was coming in on, today on a Saturday, but in fact, I did. In fact, I chose to. I was destined to. It was time. It's good to be back here anyways, ladies and gentlemen, on a Saturday. It's my day off. It's good to be here. Uh, i got a lot of stuff to talk about on today's show. Unlike last episode, a few days ago, this one won't be as dull. So it's going to be a good one. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Some, some things have slowly but surely crept their way through this week. As you do know, the last week of the uh, of MMA, of the in the world of MMA, was not necessarily the most eventful week. But some things have transpired within the last two days, within the last 24 hours, and um, I thought it would make for an interesting conversation and interesting topics for today's show. So before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both handles exactly the same, at KWTKPod, both on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez, um, as well as uh, following our podcast page, or, or you can visit the website directly at www.anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA Show. Um, give us a five star review or a positive review, excuse me, and a five star rating on iTunes. Anywhere else you can rate the show. Be sure to fill it with positive vibes. You know, we like positive vibes here on this program. There's no other way that we like to do this other than positive vibes. We're just here chilling. We're kicking it, as as I can say. You're kicking it with the king. I need to come up with something for the people that listen to the show and stuff like that. You know, some kind of like a theme and stuff like that. Um, Also, kicking it with the king. Our podcast is available everywhere. You get your podcasts, more notably on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Google in the Google Play Market on your iPhone and on iTunes more so. Correct myself there. Um, and also available for stream on Apple TV, smart TVs. iHeartRadio is available. Spotify is available on um, most smart TVs. I know my smart TV in the living room has a Spotify on there, so you can stream the latest episodes, all the episodes, all 200 plus episodes of the podcast that are out on anchors network and stuff like that so you'll be able to stream all those ladies and gentlemen um so let's begin you know it's a weekend like i said um here at home not doing anything i actually uh opened up the morning with uh doing a puzzle as crazy as it sounds if you look at the pictures on my snap and instagram i think if i posted it um I did a Thanos, a, a, a puzzle of Thanos. It's something I had. I saw it at the dollar store, like over maybe like over five months ago, and I um, opened it. Right? You know, I, I just went to the store. You know, when you're going to the dollar store and stuff, and you're just going around. Oh, you see something cool? You grab it. It's a fucking dollar, so I'll just grab it. You know, it was one of those things that I grabbed. It was an Avengers Infinity War puzzle, uh, fifty forty one puzzle, forty one puzzle piece 
41 puzzle pieces, excuse me, I think it was 41, if I'm not mistaken, but it's like a cool picture uh, of Thanos, kind of, you know, it's cool, it's on my Instagram, I can't fucking sit here and describe it, but, um, yeah, it's cool, I mean, it took me, like, probably, like, an hour to do, because I was fucking high, I woke up, and I just decided I wanted to do it, I saw it in there, and I was like, you know what, since it said it's not that many pieces, I'm gonna try to do this, and that's exactly what I did, I'm looking at it as we're speaking, you know, there's Iron Man, Wanda Maximoff in the background, the Winter Soldier, uh, I think that's Thor, and then the Black Panther, and, uh, vision at the top as well so yeah it's kind of it's real cool though it's like cool i, I got my uh, gift, gift wrap tape out as well and i uh, actually taped it all together front and back so now it is on the wall of fame in my room um it, well it's basically my sanctuary where i do the show and uh everywhere else like if you look at it, all the knickknacks i have like i have all I, like, if you've looked at it you've seen all my knickknacks and everything on the desk uh the, the thanos figure that's for uh, how, how tall is this guy i don't know exactly how tall he is but um yeah i got the tall thanos figure the iron man um from infinity war the special edition legend series iron man from infinity war all sitting up here right next to uh another model of captain america the uh, same edition as the iron other iron man one that i got both of them contain the little infinity stones in the boxes and stuff like that and yeah and so on so it's basically like an avengers themed studio that's the best part about it that's the best part about this whole sanctuary is it's Avengers themed. There's cars. Um, there's some, some quotes. Um, my favorite alcohols bottles up here. My Everlast boxing gloves. Everlast headgear. Or not headgear. It's a UFC themed. Um, the yellow belt that I received in karate. I don't know. It was, it was a while back. Um, you know, just everything. That's cool. So, so like I said, I spent the morning... Um, um, putting all that together, sat at the at the table, taped it all together, put it on the wall underneath the Iron Man poster that I got too. So that's all good here. So like I said, um, I'm not really doing anything for the weekend or anything like that. It is uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we're really close to the beginning of Thanksgiving week. Basically, like you know, Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, basically. So um, I'm not gonna do anything too crazy or anything like that or go out of town i mean i'm obviously gonna go out of town but i'm not gonna do anything too crazy um, i'm gonna go with uh some family members to go over to their house and um you know celebrate thanksgiving over there in uh santa rosa if i'm not mistaken and you know like i said thanksgiving is one of my favorite parts you want to know why because of the food because no i'm just kidding no really just because of the getting together seeing people you may not see too often and if you do see them god bless you um and you get you know it's time to be thankful time to be, be uh you know just thankful for all the opportunities thankful for, thankful for everything that you have going on in your life and stuff like that and you know it, it's a time for the world to highlight positivity regardless of the politics regardless of everything else that you have going um in that direction and stuff and it actually, you know, it's a positive day. If the world can be positive for one day, I feel that that's the way it could be. So, like I said, I'm, I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, there for Thanksgiving. Um, I do work this week, though, all this week. Or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but not Thanksgiving Day. So, um, 
it's not really a, a, a vacation for me like it would be other people. Um, I don't know necessarily how the holidays work in schools like high schools or um, colleges and shit like that. I don't pay attention. But for me and um, I know some other people, I'm pretty sure. I mean, some people that get Thanksgiving week off, the week of Thanksgiving off. Why am I saying that backwards and frontwards and stuff? Um, quickly, I just need to go get a fucking get, some, get a stir. I need to stir something real quick. Give me a second. mix my drink a little bit and no i'm not gonna tell you what it is um so on today's episode brand new episode of kicking it with the king like i said i appreciate you guys for joining us here do me a quick favor and follow me on twitter and instagram as well at g the king mma um and uh and so forth ladies and gentlemen <laughs> let's begin um run down today's list what were you talking about? I know last episode, we kind of just talked about whatever. Because I legitimately felt like it was a boring fucking weekend, dude. Like, it was... I mean, not boring fucking week. Weekend. Boring fucking week. I mean, nothing too hot. Nothing too exciting or anything like that really happened on on that last week. But, um... There's some stuff stirring up, so like I said, it's cool to be back and generally around the same doing this, the same the, doing the podcast the way I usually do it. I'm not saying that it's I I do it millions of different ways, man. We're just sitting here talk talking about fights and shit, shit like that. So like you know, kind of just sometimes I just like to chill out, man. You know, and um like the, like I said in the last, I promise you we're gonna get to what I'm talking about, what we're what we're gonna be talking about today, anyways. But last episode, quickly um. I talked to ways about ways to find yourself and how using past experiences can fuel your future. We discussed nonsense. We rambled on about space, the crazy amount of cities in the entire world, and more. So we kind of just had fun in the last episode. That's kind of my direction of what I like to do. Have fun. Kind of just... I've said it millions of times, man. We're just here to talk. I try to communicate, but give you guys a little bit of how I think. Joining the inside of my mind and, you know, giving my thoughts about all the fights and just anything that comes to mind. Anything that's of interest. That's better. Better worded that way. But, um, like I said, there's been some stuff going on and um, some beef back and forth. I know we like that. I know that's what a lot of people like in the world of mixed martial arts. But how about John Jones and Israel Adesanya going back and forth on Twitter? Very detailed and descriptive tweets from one John Jones, who now has a fight with uh, Dominic Reyes. Just been announced yesterday. Um, when is that fight directly? Let me see when that fight is. Um, Bones puts his title on the line against the undefeated challenger. Looked good against his against Chris Weidman in his last fight. Um, knocked him out in the first round, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, in under a minute too. So uh, let me look. Let me just quickly look at that. Saturday, February, Saturday, February eighth, 
in Houston, Texas, baby. John Jones goes to Texas. That's a good fight. I'm excited for that one. Interesting. You know, like I said, uh, we talked about the, the front runner potentially being Dominic Reyes. So, I mean, like I said, it, it turned out to be true. Um, but back to uh, what I was saying about um, Israel versus John. You know, that's a fight a lot of people talked about too as well. It's something that a lot of people are thinking about. It's something, a fight that a lot of people want. It's something that we're all thinking about, definitely. Like, it, it, it's something, like, there is just, that fight is so intriguing. Them going back and forth. Um, John and Israel kind of having the same similar superstardom, you know, quick rise up. Young contenders. Obviously, John won the title at 23. Israel's 30. Um, John's a couple years older than him. But, you know, like the superstar, the rise. Everybody talking about them. You know, him being compared to John Jones. Um, you know, just the flashiness. You know, the creativity. The heart. You know, there's so much that, that's compared with John Jones and Israel Adesanya. And, you know, now it's turned into a big beef between them two. You know, John, obviously... Uh, has sent all his, you know, you, you follow John's tweets and you look at all the tweets that John has uh, sent Israel's way. Israel's not too keen on the detailed replies as one John is, but, you know, we kind of get the messages back and forth and these guys don't like each other. Um, both living rent-free in each other's heads, so, I mean, it's kind of fun. That's a fight that to see on the horizon. Um... For the side of Israel, I think that he has business to do and take care of at middleweight currently, as does John Jones on September. Uh, Fe- I keep saying that shit. Uh, this is a badass Thanos, Thanos freaking um, puzzle, though, by the way, looking right at it. Um, but like I said, both respectively, both Israel and John have business to take care of. John has it on Feb- uh, f- February 2nd, and Israel is un. There's no date for Israel as of late, as of right now. Um, there are some matchups on the on the on the um, horizon for Israel. I mean, there's a, there's a list of great fights for Israel, and John Jones is one of those. But you know, we got to see John versus uh, Dominic Reyes now. We're gonna talk about that fight too and break it down, um, as well as uh, UFC 245. That stuff's coming up, so stay tuned. Um, you, you, we've got three title fights on UFC 245 to talk about. Um, as well on this episode, so like I said, stay tuned, we've got a great show tuned in, um, but like, you know, Jones versus Adesanya, I mean, stylistically, at first, when I first thought about this fight, I didn't, sorry, just gonna drink, um, I just, I thought that John was too much for Israel, now, thinking about it now, like, I still think that John has so much skills and, and different tools and, and, and so high of an IQ to where I think that he has more than a chance against Israel Adesanya and could be the worst test for him. John Jones is no Robert Whitaker. John Jones is no Calvin Gaslam. John Jones is no Brad Tavares. He's none of those guys that Israel's fought, man. I don't care what you say, but Styles make fights, and that's a bad matchup for him. You know, they've been compared for so long. I mean, Israel's fought at higher weight classes before, 
and stuff. And you know, he he he's big for 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 middleweight, but you know, he's relatively not really that big. A lot of people say that. I mean, I don't know how much he walks around and weighs and stuff, but like that. But um, I just don't think that Israel's that. John is way bigger than him. John is 240, probably walks around at 240, cuts down at 205 pounds, and that would be a monster matchup. I mean, John's experience, you know, John fighting all the um, absolute best that the UFC has to offer for so long and looked good, looking looking absolutely stunning against all oppositions and, and you know, essentially flawless throughout his entire career I mean, his last fight um against tiago santos was re- very uh close because of the fact that john had to you know you're fighting a guy that can put your lights out the way that tiago can and you know uh interesting uh it was an interesting fight because tiago is so dangerous so john essentially has to play it close to the vest for that one so um you know, like I said, since, since then, John has been without an opponent, and now he gets the opportunity to defend his title yet again against Dominic Reyes. Interesting fight. Undefeated challenger. He's fought the likes of Chris Weidman. Volkan Ostemir. Um, Jared Cannonier has a win over Jared Cannonier. If you look at what Jared Cannonier is doing down at middleweight, got to give the man respect. So, uh, it's interesting fight. Like I said, um, for me, I just don't think that Reyes provides anything that we haven't seen, that John hasn't seen. He was a tall guy, rangy. Gustafson was rangy. He was tall, just as dangerous. Um, Gave him the hardest fight that he ever had, the first Gustafson-Jones fight. And Reyes has good timing. He has uh, obviously good takedown defense, but, you know, Chris Weidman's a very talented wrestler, and, you know, obviously, you look at where Chris was at that stage of his, at, at this stage of his career as of late, um, I mean, you look at the IQ and everything that John has, I just feel like that would be too much for him. Back to what we were saying about John. Like I said, he's a fantastic fighter. Um, Dominic Reyes is a fantastic fighter. He's done some amazing things, some fantastic things in his career so far. So, you know, like I said, I had mentioned, I said I may have said this earlier, but I had mentioned that um, he, he seems like the worthy challenger. It's just the thing that, you know, how long John's been dominant for. So, you know, hardcore fans shit like that aren't really gonna side with the challenger i mean if you're trying to do underdog picks and you know you're trying to really bet against the masses by all means that's what what happens upsets do happen in the world of mixed martial arts but how often does it happen not too often if you ask me man like huge massive upsets i mean those upsets come around once in a while you know like chris weidman defeating anderson silva um you know uh Jose Aldo losing to Connor. Max Holloway losing to Dustin Poirier to a lot of people. So it was like, you know, a matter of time. But there hasn't been any, I mean, 
for for God's sakes, I hope I don't jinx this upcoming fight with Jones and Reyes, but you know, there hasn't been any challengers other than Santos. Tiago Santos looked phenomenal in this fight against John. I feel like a rematch would 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 be fun, but you know, Tiago's knees are so messed up right now still. I feel obviously he's still walking and stuff and he's doing he's doing a lot better, but man, his knees got messed up in that fight. Um but then you're going back to like, you know, like Corey Anderson still in the wings. Um, I mean, I think obviously after Dominic Reyes, if John is, well, when John is successful, excuse me, um, I think that would open the door for a Corey Anderson fight and stuff like that. It just depends on, uh, you know, you know, it just depends on what happens in that fight and, you know, the, the future, you know, you don't know how, how, how quickly things change in mixed martial arts and all the big opportunities that come up and stuff too um quick side note for those who don't know this is part two of episode 217 of caking it with the king um part one we obviously started off and um some things came up to where I wasn't able to record, continue recording. So I just, you know, saved the, what, what I had saved and um, had it on a reserve, basically, on the Anchor app. So I use a, I, I just have what I had saved and prepped and all perfectly ready to go. Therefore, when I had, uh, when I was able to do part two, finally able to shoot part two 24 hours later, um, that made for a much better podcast essentially so like i said welcome in um you guys probably won't be able to tell the difference anyways other than how quickly i'm talking through it and you know yesterday it's pretty, pretty crazy but um that actually makes it to where we can have a longer show today because you know some news has happened and and, and you never know what happens after that um but yeah so like i said uh uh welcome in and um to be back i already said that earlier (laughs) but um yeah so i mean you know these upsets happen man and you know they happen but you know like there's there's been people that i seriously thought you know you got to respect everybody but like i said this next thing is going to be kind of controversial but, like, there's been people where I've thought they're massive threats. Like, oh, my God. Like, this guy is going to put his or her lights out. Or this per- particular person. I shouldn't say he's going to put her lights out. I'm saying that, oh, this particular person's got a serious chance. Like, Amanda Nunes, for example. Like, oh, she's a dangerous kind of fighter. So, like, anybody that has to fight Amanda Nunes, just know that you're in for a very, very tough and... and, and um. A night full of uh, of countless endless beatings as long as the referee is in there uh, as long as you last and the referee doesn't pull her off you but amanda nunez is a, a perfect example for somebody that's just absolutely vicious so when you get someone like like at the level of an amanda nunez for example it's hard to see anybody beating that kind of ferocious competitor like that so that's what what happens when it comes to guys like John Jones. I Means a guy like John Jones has been so dominant for so long, um, since t- starting his title reign, nothing but title fights since 2011. J- John John has missed a lot of years of his prime, messing up on the outside. So he has a lot to make up for. He's a rare species. He's missed a lot of time outside the octagon. Um, he's obviously evolving each and every day. Um, every single fight we see him. 
and you know he still looks fantastic you know say what you want about the last fight um but you know it was it was uh you know excellent performance he is still the champion um and uh you know he's he's put the work in on these young challengers just as he should be and that's what he's going to continue to do and it's an interesting fight with dominic reyes coming up i give dominic a chance you know everybody has a chance man but there's just nothing that dominic reyes does great that john jones doesn't already know that's the thing it's just like rabbits going to lions so like rabbits competing against lions not saying not saying Reyes is a lion, it's just the gap of experience, the massive level of experience that John has had in the cage. There's nothing comparable to it. That's just the thing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna agree with me like that, man. Um But like I said, you gotta respect uh every every fighter. You never know what these guys could bring to uh the table. Lane he's tall, he's lengthy, he has power. Um but you know he hasn't fought anybody like John Jones, so it's gonna be a different, different outcome. <laughs> it's not gonna be a good night for him. Let's move along. Um, UFC 245. Uh, Kamaru Usman takes on Colby K- Chaos Covington. It's actually a three. Uh, 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 what is it? A triple header, a title fight. A uh, fight triple header title fight. Excuse me. Like uh, the card's full of fucking titles. Can we edit that part out? That part was hard. That was terrible. But UFC 245 features three title fights. Um, Usman versus Covington. Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandamy. Number two, Max Holloway putting his title on the line against... Um, Alexander Volganovsky. I don't know why my mind draw, drew a blank for a second and stuff like that. I talk so fast to where I get kind of nervous sometimes. You know, even though you're live and stuff. There's times you wish we can go back and re-edit things. But, um... So like I said, UFC 245 stacked, stacked from top to bottom. Let's take a look at the card. Let me just pull it up really quick and talk about it. Even though we're mainly going to talk about the the top three uh, cards, and I know that it's a little bit around the around the corner still, um, but it's still fun to talk about it, man. Because you know your, your your thoughts can update your bets, your personal thoughts on the fights, and and all that too. Um, and um, both men in the main event have the same record, 15 and one. Max Holloway, 21 and 4 against Alexander Volganovsky, uh, 20 and 1. Manny Nunez, 18 wins, 4 losses against Jermaine Durandamy. One of those losses on Jermaine's career is to Amanda Nunez. It's vice versa for Amanda. She has a win over Jermaine already in the past. Um, Josie Aldo makes his bantamweight debut against Marlon Marias. Um, bantamweight as well, Peter Yan versus uh, Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber uh, returning for the first time since retiring again um, against uh, he gets he's taken on Peter Yan so that whole main card stacked dude that's a stacked main card I mean Usman Holloway you got Camaro Colby Holloway Volonovsky Nunes Durandamy Marias Aldo Yan Faber so much shit man so much exciting stuff so uh can't wait for that one um let's just break let's break down the whole fight card let's break down the whole main card um let's start off with uh yan versus faber top our bottom to top um i don't really know too much about yan i'm not gonna bullshit you i know he's a i know he's very talented um you know he's fought the likes of uh, i mean fought the likes of jimmy rivera 
and he looked good against him. I remember that fight. Um, he's already been chomping at the bit to get a title shot. Um, he's been talking back and forth with Aljermaine Sterling on social media. I mean, obviously, he's a dangerous power. He's, he, he's severely powerful. He trains with some of the best guys in the world. He has a funny personality. Um, he's dangerous. I'm telling you, man, this guy's dangerous. Um, let me pull up. I want to pull up pictures. This is how you learn about people when you pull up their, their Wikipedia page. Peter Yan. I just want to see who he's fought because I might have seen some, but they don't come to mind at the top. He's a Russian. He's a Russian uh, bantamweight professional. Uh, he's 26 years old from Dodinka, Russia. 5'7", weighs on. Oh, obviously, you know that he fights at 135 pounds. Let me just quickly see who he has fought. So he's fought John Dotson. Um, obviously, beat Jimmy Rivera. Uh, Tiushi knocked out to you. Jeruto Ishihara. Uh, and wins over Douglas Silva, DeAndraj, um, and uh, the win over recently over Jimmy Rivera, then the unanimous decision over um, John Dotson. So I think this fight's a little closer than people give him credit for, give give the matchup credit for, because if you go on over to Uriah Faber, Uriah Faber's uh, twice twice experience and and fought. Every single buddy, he's fought in everybody. His list of contenders that he's fought, the, all the fighters that Faber's fought versus the guys that Peters fought, it's gonna be it's such a different ball game. Man. I mean, he's fought the likes, obviously Dominic Cruz. He's uh, he's fought Jimmy Rivera as well. Um, he's fought Frankie Edgar. I mean, Francisco Rivera, Hennon Barrow, and Hennon Barrow was at his heyday. Michael McDonald, Yuri Alcantara, uh, Scott Jorgensen, obviously um, Dominic Cruz again, and you know some of Jose Aldo, Mike Brown, and some of these guys he's fought a couple times. Like Jen, Jens Pulver, he's fought Jens Pulver tw uh, twice, won both of those times. Fought Mike Brown twice, lost both those times. Fought Jose Aldo, lost. Dominic Cruz lost. We're not highlighting just his losses, but you know, he's, he he hasn't went over Dominic Cruz over by finish, and you know he's been there since the WEC day. So Faber's been fighting um, professionally since 2003, and so you know, like I said, his his experience weighs in a lot over. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's a closer matchup. I know obviously Yans looked dangerous in his fights that he's had. Know what we've seen, and it could just be a you know it doesn't matter. It could be one of those cases where you just, this uh, doesn't fucking matter who I fought versus who Faber's fought. It it it, it, it could be a matter of the skill set. It doesn't matter. You study Faber for so long, you realize what he's good at, you realize what he's not good at, and then that could easily just be enough. It doesn't matter how many opponents, because the game is changing. The game is always evolving. Stuff. Yan only has one loss. So you can come in this, add your eye favor to the list, and be added quickly on the short list of contenders. And arguably, with the win over favor like that, you know, could could really tie some things up at 135 pounds. You know, uh, Faber getting a win over Jan, that could vault him one step closer to 135 pound title shot, or at least being in the conversation. Um, we know how log jammed it is at 135 pounds, so. You know how crazy it is—a freak show fight. Henry Cejudo, I mean the two belts. What the hell are they doing at flyweight? You know things are crazy still. So Josie Aldo, Frankie Edgar, both making their debuts. So it's like, who would have thought Josie Aldo would have made his debut out of all people? 
at 135 pounds. Like, if you look at Frankie, Frankie dropped notoriously to 145. Jose Aldo drops to 145. Well, Jose Aldo dropped to one. Oh no, Jose Aldo never dropped. Excuse me, I'm high. I might be a little. <laughs> Backtrack. Jose Aldo wasn't at 155. Frankie Edgar drops to 145. Jose Aldo's a 145 pound champion. He loses to Jose Aldo at 145. Drops 135 now. Jose Aldo's dropping to 135. So are these guys going to clash? What's going to happen with these two eventually, man? Um, no, you, you never know, man. This fight game is crazy. But uh, let's continue on. Like I said, uh, Faber, obviously, like I said. I, I mean, it seems like he's been fighting the same for, for quite some time. And to be honest with you, no disrespect. But, you know, there's nothing new or different that Faber has necessarily done. And I know Dominic Cruz kind of points it out the best. I'm not throwing out shade or anything or being a casual fight fan or, 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 uh, or, or um a hater or anything I'm just you know there's 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 not nothing too different that Faber has done other than the fight with Ricky Simone I mean he caught that guy uh, with a beautiful overhand he, he and, and he had a finish you know TKO finish you know modern day fans never really seen a Uriah Faber finish by strikes it's always been punches to a guillotine choke or you know punches to a submission but a finish like that was exciting. And obviously, you know, if, if Faber can have the patience and the timing and the movement and, and he can and he can uh, obviously have the, the cardio the, like he's had in, in all his fights and stuff, it's, it's a serious veteran, uh, veteran, uh, serious step up for Peter. But, you know, Peter's on a roll and, you know, Faber's coming off two good wins. He says he feels good. His body's his body's not failing him or anything like that. I'm not saying that it was failing him before, but, you know, Faber, like I said, is back. And, you know, it's an interesting fight, man. It's a closer fight than a lot of people think. And a former foe of Uriah Faber, like I was just saying, Jose Aldo making his bantamweight debut. Um, it was quite out of left field, if you're... If you want me to be honest with you guys, and just thinking about it, uh, Aldo, like I said, for the longest time, was the longest reigning uh, 144. Well, the only featherweight champion in in UFC history that, other than Max Holloway and uh, Conor McGregor, if you want to count that. It didn't really seem like a stint lasting too long. History-wise, Max Holloway's defended the belt, uh, and Jose Aldo's defended the belt a, a numerous amount of time. Connor didn't defend it, so I don't really need to include him in this in that, in that conversation. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, that was a little bit of a surprise. Like I was just saying, uh, Jose Aldo has been fighting at 145 pounds for quite some time. So you know, as you get older, your body gets harder, harder to make the cut and stuff. You know, the weight, the weight isn't just coming off as it like it used to before. So um, it, it's probably a lot harder for him to make the weight. You, you would think that's what it would be like in your head if you're thinking about it, speculating as a fight fan, as watching fighters. Um, who used to be able to do something back in the day and not be able to necessarily execute it just as well later on, just like when guys are fighting for way too long and stuff like that. Um, but back to what I was saying, um, I never would have thought he would have uh, dropped down to 135 pounds. I thought maybe he would have moved up to 155, but we've kind of seen how that's gone for a lot of guys. So, I mean, going up weight classes, this is a long controversial topic it's back and forth it's mixed mixed records you know some people go up some people go down and they look good some people go up and they look terrible some people go down and they look terrible some people look like a shell of themselves so it's a mixed option depending on 
the fighter, depending on the matchup. So I'm not going to completely say, oh, he shouldn't go up, or he shouldn't go down, or she shouldn't go up, or she shouldn't go down, because there's so much mixed results to the point of the fact that I can't even decide whether or not it's good or bad. I mean, all I'm saying is, as you get older, you shouldn't be cutting weight. And maybe I'm on to something. Maybe Marlon Marias destroys Jose Aldo in his Bantamweight debut. Maybe I'm going to pick an underdog pick. Maybe I'm going to just log into my Verdict app. And Verdict MMA. Follow me on Verdict MMA. Angie the King, by the way. Um, maybe I'm going to make my fight picks light. I mean, excuse me. Make my fight picks right now. Live. I'm kicking in with the king. Let's fucking go. We're going let, to... Let's just vault right into this shit. Who gives a fuck? We'll go right back to talking about what we were talking about in a second. All right. Main event. Even though we weren't even talking about it. Let, let's just go based off what we were just talking about. Then I promise you, we'll get back to the fights. I promise. But this is a good idea to do this right now. Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. I'm going to go with Uriah Faber, baby. Upset win... Decision win. I hope I don't bite the dust when it comes to that. I, I hyped favor up. I'm gonna go for the upset. I'm gonna go for decision. I'm gonna bet 300 experience points. Fuck with me, motherfuckers. Let's go. Underdog pick. Let's go, baby. Um, all right. Marlon Marias versus Jose Aldo. Unfortunately for one former champion Aldo, I don't think that a f- a, a, a drop down to 135 pounds, like I said. Uh, is a good move however i didn't finish talking about the matchup so this kind of gets into it i'm going to talk about this now but you know marlon marias comes from the same camp as frankie edgar uh, obviously marlon isn't is no frankie edgar i mean all respect to frankie marlon marias has a little bit more uh knockout power however frankie is overall complete fighter both guys are complete fighters frankie just doesn't have as much pop and finishing frankie doesn't throw a lot of high kick knockouts that, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Marlon has some fucking power. He can take a good shot. He has great, uh, good, good cardio. He's great all over. You know, he, he, he can hurt you with all punches. I mean, him being the bigger guy. No, not bigger guy. I mean, obviously, Jose was fighting at 145 pounds. But Marlon being used to the weight. Being comfortable at fighting at, at the weight that he fights at. Being comfortable with dropping that weight. for the he's, he's, he's fought at 135 his entire career, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if he fought at a higher weight class or anything like that before. But um, Marlon's already comfortable. So I'm curious to see how Jose looks and if he even makes weight. If he makes weight, then everything's be all good. But, you know, looking at the pictures based off the pictures, he looks as if he's in phenomenal shape. Like I said, all power to him. I wish him all the best. Maybe he shocks the world. Maybe he beats Marlon Marias. Maybe he gets added to that short list of contenders at 135 pounds. This is an excellent fight. I can't wait for this. UFC 245 can't come around um, faster. So, as that brings me to officially saying, you know, thinking about this, December 14th, um, UFC 245 on December 14th, by the way. Um, Marlon Marais, Josie Aldo. Marlon Marais, Josie Aldo. Marlon Marais, Josie Aldo. I would say because of the experience at 135 pounds and as of late, 
Um, Zinaldo coming off a loss to Volkanovski too. So let me just, I'm, I like underdog picks. I, 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 I don't like going with what the fans, there's people all excited. Oh, Aldo's going to drop to 135, all this. But is there really any talk amongst fans that think Aldo's going to be successful at 135? I mean, the couple of, of comments and stuff I've seen when it comes to talking about Aldo's recent drop and shit like that, um, just were questionable. They're just like, why? Why is he doing this? Oh, he's going to die. He's going to get killed at this weight class or any of this stuff. Why is he doing this? Same similar shit that I said about the age. Why is he doing it later on in his age? But look, look, real quickly, what was I going to look up? Oh, yeah. What was I going to look up? What was I going to look up? What was I going to look up? I was going to pull something up, but I forgot. Um, Marlon Mariah. Oh, yeah, I was going to look at his... Uh, his Marlon Mariah's his Wikipedia. Wasn't I? What the fuck was I going to do? Um, yeah, I just... Like I said, I just don't think that it's, it's a good first fight, first and foremost. Oh, yeah, I was going to look at Aldo's Wikipedia. Never mind. I don't think it's a good fight for Aldo's first fight down at 135 pounds then again there's no easy fights in the UFC so like I said uh it's it's um it's gonna be interesting because we've seen a we've seen a lot of uh veterans you know make the drop or make the uh move up then again Aldo is a vicious striker and if Aldo is careful in this fight and you know he has that Muay Thai you know you look at his last two fights well last excuse me last uh, his, his fight before Volkanovski against Moicano, he stopped Moicano, um, he stopped Jeremy Stevens. I mean, other than that, he lost to Max Holloway, he lost to Connor. So, his only people he's lost to are Connor, McGregor, Max Holloway, and Alexander Volkanovski. And Volkanovski's fighting Max Holloway. So, if you look at the little What's it, what is it? Circle of life? Ha ha ha. You know where that's from. Um, if you look at the little circle, he's lost to the best, the best. He's lost the reigning defending UFC featherweight champion, former two, uh, lost former two division champion, Conor McGregor, 13 seconds, man. And he fought to a guy who's fighting for the title. Next, so nothing too bad. Maybe he's Aldo, Aldo just, you know, obviously knows that maybe he just wants to try something new and, you know, there's really nothing for him more at 145 pounds like i said that probably warranted the 135 pound drop now like i said there's fun fights for him at 135 pounds and some fun fights depending on how he does oh excuse me um depends on how he does against marlon Moraes. marlon is very tough customer <laughs> so like i said like he's championship material former champion in another organization too wasn't he a two division champion as well marlon Moraes, marlon Moraes was a two division champion wasn't he? Two division. Let me see. I think he was WSOF as well. Wasn't he a two division? Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won. He. he he won. He won uh, belts in two organ or two uh, weight classes in um, his former organization that he was in. We're not gonna mention the name on here because I don't give a fuck. Um, nah, I'm just kidding. It was like WSOF, wasn't it? Or, uh, World, yeah, World Series of Fighting, wasn't it? Is it still called that? 
doesn't fucking know. This doesn't fucking matter. I'm not gonna lose sleep over that. Um, let me look. But yeah, like I said, Aldo versus um, Marias. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with Marias. I think he comes back. I think he learned from his fight with uh, with with Henry Cejudo. Obviously, um, it was a close fight early on. Marias had some success against Henry. Um, obviously, trains like I said with a great camp. It's going to be interesting because Aldo's first fight, like I said, at 135 pounds. And Marlon packs a lot of power. And it's just hard to see anybody steamroll Marlon or run through him like that. However, like I said, Aldo is the bigger, probably going to be the bigger fighter on fight night. So, you know, like I said, it's going to be an interesting fight. Like I said, keep my mind open. Keep my mind sharp for this one because you never know what's going to happen in this one. But like I said, the only question I have, stylistically, Aldo, Aldo has fought and beaten the best guys in the world. So there's no indication that I don't think that he should... Uh, shouldn't be in there with Marlon. The only thing, like I said, I was worried about is the weight cut and stuff like that. So, um, the, I'll just, I'm going to go with Marlon Marias. Just, uh, I don't know, Marlon Marias, unanimous decision. I think he finishes Jose Aldo. How about we pick that? How about we go all, all, um, all out? I say he knocks Jose Aldo out in the second round. No, how about, I'm just going to do decision. I'm going to bet, uh, I'm going to bet high on Marlon, 400. 400 uh, expo expo experience points, excuse me. <sighs> All right. Going from there to two down, um, three to go. Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandamy. Easy pick. Not really, but it's easy pick because I'm more comfortable with the development of Amanda. And I just think that everything she's been doing she's in her absolute prime she looks she looks absolutely dominant i mean jermaine looks dominant as well um this fight is a striker's paradise man this is a a, a very high level intriguing exciting fun filled fight if you're a fan of absolute uh stand-up striking and, and and you're probably gonna be a fan of a kickboxing fight muay thai related power punching kicks elbows knees chaos violence that's everything you're gonna get in this fight durandamy punches knockout power and power in both hands and feet he's nasty she's she's calculated only problem that they had last time was the takedowns the wrestling, the grappling in the first fight. Amanda Nunes, however, like I said, since then has improved drastically. Obviously, she was the one implementing the damage on Durandamy. She has the win over Durandamy in the first fight. Durandamy, however, like I said, has improved leaps and bounds. She's had she's had 20, 30, 40 plus Muay Thai fights. She's undefeated kickboxer. She's obviously, like I said, in, uh, I think it's not, she's 9 and 3 in the UFC. She's nine and three overall in MMA, but she's had thousands of. She probably had hundreds of fights, dude. She's fought man. She's beaten a man before. She fought Holly. Uh, she didn't fight Cyborg. She fought. Uh, she well, she had the the one forty five pound belt at one point in time. So you know this is interesting. And this fight's at one hundred and thirty five pounds. For those who are confused, if you're even confused, um, interesting fight. I'm having a little bit of trouble deciding. Stylistically, man, it's just interesting. Cause what if it stays on the feet? This is one of those things. I don't even think Amanda Nunes started off striking, if I'm not mistaken. 
This is another one of those fights where I said that just because Amanda Nunes looks dominant and, and you know, puts people away in the matter and, and, and the fashion that she has, without the ground game, I think this is a very close fight. It's not that Durandamy is going to get blown out of the water. Durandamy probably has five times the experience that Amanda Nunes has standing on the feet. Like I said, this is mixed martial arts, though, and Amanda Nunes was able to exploit something that Durandamy was good at. And she took her down. She beat her up on the floor. Elbows, TKO punches. Completely different fight this time around. Um, Maybe Amanda Nunes beats Durand Durand Randomly by split decision. And she is 100% comfortable with her her decision. And she goes off in the sunset and has a kid with her fiancé. Our wife, Nina Ansaroff. (laughs) How about that, man? I'll just do Amanda Nunes' decision just to be safe. Alright, moving on. I'm saying Durandamy doesn't have a chance if Durandamy upsets, though. However, I will definitely bite the dust. Max Holloway, Alexander Volganovsky. Alexander Volganovsky, like I said, I don't know too much about him except he's from the same camp that Israel Adesanya is from. Dan Hooker. If you look at City Kickboxing, you look at the the role and the rise that they're on and their record overall as a, as a team this year and just the, the phenomenal, you know... Uh, output and phenomenal rise that Israel has had and what he has done in a short amount of time in the UFC reigning defending champion Dan Hooker's amazing performances as of late as well I mean his knockout his, his finishes over veterans and you know how, how amazing he's looked as of late to Volkanovski's uh, a product of that camp and you know the add to the list before the year is over would be a UFC a 145 pound title fight title belt and how crazy would that be for for city kickboxing for them to give a third championship uh a championship belt however going on the side of volkanovsky volkanovsky is explosive he has power yeah he has long reach for a guy that's short like that he has great pace great cardio uh, great chin he's quick he's calculated he's nasty man kind of reminds me of like an upgraded chad mendez Australian Chad Mendes. How about that? Um, Max Holloway, however, is the man. He's a reigning defending champion. He's the master of distance. He walks people down. He wears people out. He uses his jabs. He uses everything. He he is absolutely, you know, relentless. He comes forward. He's great cardio. Takes a good shot as well. I mean, when he went up to 155 and fought Dustin Poirier, I mean, he took a lot of big shots from Poirier. And, um, you know, like I said, he, you know, showed his championship level heart in that fight for sure. And, um, you know, I think he'll show his championship level performance as well in this one. You know, that just shows you how good Max Holloway is because of the fact that he. Went up to 155, risking a streak and all. It's a very talented Dustin Poirier. And, um, you know, very, very skilled Dustin Poirier. Very veteran, you know, future champion. You know, definitely a top contender still at 155 pounds for that, for, for being Dustin Poirier. Um, Max went up and fought, risked it all against Dustin. Uh, lost, unfortunately. Um, it was a fun fight. You know, Max had his moments in that fight as well. Um and you know, a lot of people, including myself, thought it would be a lot closer of a fight because of the fact that that was one of Max's like first UFC fights, wasn't it? 
Like, you know, he fought he, he fought Dustin Poirier early on in his UFC days, and you know he came up short. But you know nowadays it seems that based off the dominance that Max was having, that it would be a completely different fight, and it turned out to be obviously a different fight. And you know the power really had an advantage over in the side of Dustin Poirier. So. So Max Holloway definitely proved that he is championship level. I mean, going back down to 145 pounds and looking good like he did against Frankie. And, you know, basically having his mojo back. You know, he shut Frankie Edgar down. You know, yeah, he tends to do that to people that he's taller than. It just seems like the people, you know, if Volkanovski can't find Max Holloway's chin, he's going to have a tough time. Um, I don't know if he's going to try to initiate some takedowns or anything like that. He purely seems like a striker and the kind of guy that would try to put you away. I don't necessarily know too much about Volkanovski. But he's a finisher, man. He closes, tries to close the distance with you and knock you out. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous guy, especially if you're tall because you're going to go down. But for me, I feel like Max's distance control his footwork, his movement, his experience in championship level fights, his ability to really pick up the pace on an opponent, kind of read your movement, read your timing and stuff like that. He's so damn good at doing that. And if you're shorter, you know, Volkanovski is kind of a similar version of Frankie Edgar in a way. Frank Edgar and Chad, Chad Bendez kind of seems like a wrestler wrestler type build but you know he's a finishing machine and you know he's dangerous and it's hard and stuff but you know so does Dustin Poirier so I mean I don't think the power is going to be any problem I mean I, like I said I think Max has um, a tough fight definitely but is it something that he can't handle uh no it's gonna be easy clean sweep I think Max shuts him down you know like I said however on the underdog side, you can think about the implications of Volkanovski beating Max Holloway and adding to that regimen that City Kickboxing has done and making a case for them being the gym of the year based off of accolades and what they're doing. You know, Israel Adesanya's meteoric rise, Dan Hooker's resurgence, um... Alexander Volkanovsky walking away with the UFC world title at the end of 2019. How about that? But for me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go with Holloway. I think Max Holloway wins by unanimous decision in a fight of the night worthy performance. I have no side experience remaining for this event. Okay, thank you because I bet hard, motherfuckers. Okay, I'm going to have a fucking hard time doing this one. Talking about it will be easier than picking. You've got, drum roll please. Kamaru Usman taking on Colby Chaos Covington. Jesus Christ, this fight's hard. A little bit stressed out. I'm surprised I wasn't as stressed to talk about this one. But damn, it's it's such a close fight. So similar. Both guys. Very similar in style. Um, maybe use black and white versions of each other. Um, I don't know. But similar, you know, both wrestlers, both grapplers, both uh bring a crazy heavy pace, both bring great cardio. Um, you know, great in all areas, but we haven't really seen all areas. I mean Kamaru, like I said, is grappling heavy. 
you know, phenomenal grappler. You know, look what he did to Tyron Woodley in his last fight. And, you know, he hasn't really knocked anybody out. Neither has really Colby. But Colby put Colby's last fight was Kamara's last fight. You know, basically kind of they both shined in different areas. Colby, however, I thought would initiate takedowns by takedowns by takedowns when he fought Robbie Lawler. But it, he ended up, you know, standing up, trading on the feet. You know, most strikes in a title fight or in a fight thrown, you know, Robbie Lawler absorbed all of them. Kamaru wrestled Tyron Woodley to death in his last fight. And Colby, however, for the longest time has been touted and been linked to Tyron Woodley. And a lot of people thought that Colby could beat Tyron Woodley the same way. Now, did I think he was going to be able to take him down? like that and, and and dominate him like that I didn't think that I just thought Woodley would be too quick for Kamaru but that wasn't the case Kamaru tied him up and took him down at will um however Colby just is just that kind of guy that doesn't give you space he's gonna make you work and it's just gonna be like a wrestling heavy fight I feel like if someone gets a finish in this fight how crazy is that gonna be like it's just it just seems like this this fight is so similar. It's like these guys are gonna implement the same kind of game plan, but then like the last time I said that Colby was striking with Robbie Lawler in his face the entire fight, wearing him down, beating him up. Then again you look at Colby's fight with the Rafael Dosanos. Dosanos took Colby down. But you know, like I said, Kamaru's wrestling, just like the way he chains it together. I mean Colby can chain it together as well. But I feel like Kamaru just has that better, a little better of grappling. But then again, like, well, what, what the fuck do I know? I'm sitting here, like, I'm just, I'm thinking, like, this is crazy. This is a crazy fight. It's a crazy matchup. I definitely do hope that it lives up to the hype that it has. I mean, obviously, like I said, you've seen these guys go back and forth for so long backstage um, on a post-fight show, more notably as of late, um, you know, just post-fight comments and stuff and on Twitter, back and forth. Um, and, you know, we've waited for this fight for so long. We, we kind of were, I was kind of hopeless that this fight wasn't going to happen. I'm just a little upset, you know didn't know if it was going to happen but here we are ufc 245 um i i don't know who to pick man this is a hard one <laughs> is that gonna be a thing are we not gonna pick someone live on on air because it's a main event how crazy would it be for me to pick every single other fight on the main card except for this main one um striking wise colby doesn't really bring power like that he brings volume he brings aggressiveness he brings good cardio Kamaru, however, has great power, but so does Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler has nasty power as well. Kamaru hasn't really beaten anybody by knockout. Let me look in this the last time he knocked someone out. If I'm not mistaken, the last fight, the last time he knocked someone out was uh, um, the guy that just lost to James Krause, Worley Alves. No, not Worley Alves, um, Sergio Moraes. But, you know, Sergio Ramirez left himself open to be KO'd. I don't know what the fuck he was doing against James Krause. Komaru Usman, let me look. His one loss is by submission. Wow, to who? Who did he lose to? Oh, in his second fight. Um, yeah, his wins on the Ultimate Fighter were decision. Um, 
has his, his first fight in the UFC was in 2015. Fought Haider Hassan at an Ultimate Fighter American Top Team versus Black Zillions finale in 2015. He won by arm triangle. Beat Leon Edwards in his next fight. Impressive. Decision. Decision. Worley Alves decision. See, he finds ways to beat these guys. Worley Alves beat Colby Covington. He beat Sean Strickland. Decision. Knocked out Sergio Marais. Um, beat Emil Meek. Decision. Damian Maya. Decision. Rafael Desanya's decision. Tyron Woodley. Decision. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit boring. Um, just saying decision over and over, but not he's not a boring fighter. It's just the way he wins. It's like it's like essentially like a GSP. GSP was decision, 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 decision. Majority of his title fight victories were decisions. So I guess I'm not surprised with that. But he's dominant in his reign, so it's not like he's he he's winning. Like I said, he's winning and he's beating the fuck out of everybody. Comparable to Khabib, it would be an interesting fight. Kamaro versus Khabib. Khabib finishes people with rear naked chokes. So it's like Kamaro's dangerous, man. Let me look at Colby's fight. Colby's Wikipedia. A record, excuse me. Let me just look at him. Pull it up. Colby. Last fight against Robbie Lawler. Um, then Rafael Dosanos as well. Um, beat Damian Maya. So they have a couple of opponents in common. Dosanos and um, Damian Maya. Worley Alves. Other than that, Colby. Colby was undefeated until he fought Worley Alves. First round submission loss by guillotine choke. One minute twenty six seconds, and then he came back. Fought Jonathan Minier, Min, 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 Min and um, two thousand sixteen. Um, then fought. Couple months later, against Max Griffin, finished him by strikes in the third round. Um, fought Brian Barberina. Decision, decision, decision. All his <laughs> dude, it's almost like so similar. You see this? See the whole fucking vibe? Decision, 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 decision. Everyone's winning by decision. I mean, he's there with the decision machines. I mean, I haven't seen Colby. Colby won against Robbie Lawler in decision, but it wasn't like a wrestling fucking heavy fight. It was just like a pressure and most title fights thrown. I mean, 15 wins, one loss. Both these guys are, I think they have the same records in the UFC as well, too, dude. It's like the, the white guy versus the black guy. The classic, you know, Colby versus Usman. I mean, Usman, Colby, Colby, Usman. Basically, the white and black versions of each other are so similar in style. That's just so interesting. It's like two GSPs going up against each other. I mean, Usman's not putting strike striking heavy on people like that. I think it would gas out. Then he 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 wrestles, and you know, obviously, like I said, he has power as well. He has great striking and close the distance well. And you know, I think there's a part of me that thinks Usman wants to knock Colby out. He might try to. He might might have knocked out training partners leading up to this fight. Who knows, man? It's an interesting fight. Interesting. Uh, it's just interesting breakdown because like, whose wrestling is truly better? We're going to get to see that. Who the real bad motherfucker of that weight class is. All respect to Jorge Masvidal. But, you know, this is a title fight. 
So this, so this adds a little bit more clarity. And why I said over special Hori Masvidal because it brings up my next um, thought process. So the winner of Usman versus Colby, like I said a few weeks ago in this podcast, links him to fight Jorge Masvidal for the title next. No doubt. It's inevitable. It's something that everybody wants to see. Got 15 more minutes left here on this uh, record of this particular episode of of Kicking with the King. Uh, Like I said, but yeah, like I said, um, it still is very hard for me to pick. Well, no, 15 minutes left on the timer because it has a 60 minute limit. So we've been here for 45 minutes plus the the, the part one. Remember, like I said, this is part two of the podcast, but you guys will hear it all in one episode. So. Fuck, man, it's a hard one to decide. I don't know. I might have. I have some time to think about it still, and um, I just don't know. Just don't fucking know. Kamara Usman beats Colby Covington. I think. No, I mean, I don't know, man. Who fucking knows. Colby Covington shocks Kamara Usman. That opens up a lot of fun. have done that Colby I put Colby by unanimous decision my thoughts may change I still have a little bit of time man I have a couple weeks left so I don't have to worry about that um so Usman Colby Covington and everything else I have is all picked everything's all up to date let me look at my uh did I pick any for this um I picked oh quickly going back to uh yeah, fight night 164 uh the one uh Blahovich versus Jacare I bet um 100 experience points on um Jan to win by decision I thought he would win that by decision uh I picked Shogun by TKO in round two and obviously it turned out to end in a split draw Charles Oliveira I picked uh by submission in round one obviously he knocked him out um I picked uh, I should have picked the other guy. Andre Muniz. I picked Antonio Aurora to beat Andre Muniz by decision. That didn't happen. Uh, and then I picked the dude dressed up like the Joker, motherfucker. Uh, Marcus Perez to beat Wellington Thurman. And you know, obviously Thurman uh, ended up winning. Uh, but yeah, 100,522 experience points for that one and i just used that to bet on um Usman versus covington so like i said um quickly just going to the, the quick fight picks i have a uh, colby covington upsetting kamar Usman, uh max holloway defeating uh alexander volganovsky amanda nunez defeating jermaine durandamy marlon mariah is defeating your uh marlon mariah is defeating jose aldo and uh uh, Uriah Fa- uh, did, who did I pick Uriah Faber or Peter Yan I picked Faber by decision upset so I'm risking it all man I'm about to win I bet I'm gonna earn all this like all these look I bet 300 experience points for, for Faber 400 for Marlon 100 for Amanda 100 for Max and 100 for Colby but I bet the house on Marlon so we're gonna see what happens with that um, Overeem versus Rosenstruck, uh, Alistair 
I, I think I picked Alistair in this one. I, I picked Jared. I picked Jared Rosenstruck by second round knockout for that one, if you're curious. Calvillo by a decision in the main event. I said the co-main event, excuse me, against Marine Ward Rodriguez. Um, I think I'm picking Ben Rothwell. Um, ben Rothwell beats. I, I picked Stefan Struve, but I'm going to pick Ben Rothwell by yeah, unanimous decision for that one. I had originally picked Stefan Struve. Um, Aspen Ladd versus Yana Kunsenkaya. Um, I picked uh, Aspen Ladd by decision. Okay. Cody Stamen versus Song Yadong. I think we did these picks last week, but we're just going to update you guys quickly. Um, Cody Stamen by decision. Okay. Go for that. And other than that, we're updated on fight picks. Um, how much time you got left on, on the clock? We got, we got 10 minutes left or 11, 11 and a half minutes left. So we can look at some current events, some current news, some breakdowns. I know there is a Bellator. Uh, there was a Bellator card yesterday. Um, Michael Vedden Page with the highlight reel knockout around the world. Um, <laughs> the same stuff talked about with him. When is he going to get a, a formidable opponent? And obviously, when we did see him fight formidable opponent, uh, he was stopped. It was a fun fight before that happened. Um, and, you know, obviously, there was uh, some boxing fights, some big fights. Um, we got, we got De- we had Deontay Wilder fight. Luis Ortiz in the rematch, part two. Um, the fight kind of went similarly to how it went in the first fight. Seventh round, Deontay Wilder bl- unloads a, a hook from hell, knocks uh, Luis Ortiz out, flatlines him. And uh, like I said, looks amazing. Sets up the fight with Tyson Fury, number two. Kind of a ten, t- tentative fight for for Wilder. Wasn't really too active in there. Um, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how the fight goes with Wilder and Fury Part Two. Because you look at the Fury Fury was ahead a lot of that, and you know obviously Deontay got that knockdown, and you know it's controversial whether it was a ten count, whether it was longer than ten seconds, and all that. I mean, you, you remember that everything like that, ladies and gentlemen. So, like you look at all that, um, and uh, you know you you be the judge. But like I said, based on fights, based on the future, based on um, matchups, or what we want to see next, I think that would be interesting. I think it would be uh, it would be awesome. I want to see the rematch. We really get to see who the best heavyweight is, and if this, if it's not if it's not Tyson Fury, then we get we get we got options like Joshua, Anthony Joshua. Then they have a it's fight week I think for them as well. Josh Anthony Joshua takes on uh, Andy Ruiz in a rematch, highly anticipated rematch in Saudi Arabia. So big news, big events, big weekends to come for uh, boxing fans. I think it is this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the Ruiz versus Joshua fight. Let me just get some clarity on that real quick just to see. Um, Ruiz versus Joshua too. I know a lot of people are going to be looking at that one. It's going to get to do a lot of buys. A lot of... Lot of lot. Um, and uh, let me see. How much did Ruiz make against Joshua? Seven men... Seven million, excuse me. When I say seven million, what the fuck? When is it? Ruiz versus Joshua two. Let's quickly just get the name, get the date. Let me see. December seventh. 
So it's later this week. Oh no, not later this week. Excuse me. Joshua just landed in in, in where December. Wait, no, it's next week. Not this week, but the week after. We still got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen. So sixteen plus days. So, other than that, like I said. A lot of stuff coming up. Like I said, uh, we got UFC 245 coming up, and then uh, Fight Night with Overeem versus Rosenstruck, and then I think that's the end of the year for for us. Um, regardless of there not being Fight Nights and stuff, we would still talk and still be on here. But um, but like I said, uh, thank you guys for joining. I think that's uh, I think that's it. We should wrap it up. Uh, let's wrap this baby up, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you guys for. Uh, joining me here on this episode like i said part one and part two are all available will be available after this um everything's gonna be combined into one episode appreciate you guys for joining us um and um follow us ladies and gentlemen follow us on um <laughs> oh hold on sorry i was looking at some stupid shit came up Breaking news: Kamaru has been flagged for potential potential doping violation with U.S. anti-doping agency Colby Covington now facing Leon Scott Leon Edwards for vacant welterweight championship at UFC 245. But it was a fake. It was a fake. Uh, fake uh, account and stuff like that. I was just quickly browsing through that. But yeah, like I said, thank you guys for joining us here on the uh, brand new episode of Kicking It With The King. Ladies and gentlemen, leave us a five-star review. Uh, at least five-star rating, five-star review. Leave us a fire-ass review. Leave us a great review. Um, you can find us on iTunes Podcast. Uh, we're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music as well. Like I said, on your, on your iPhone, it's quickly easy to find us. Um, follow our podcast page on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod. And you can follow me as well on Twitter and Instagram at G the King MMA. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Um, any questions, comments, anything positive feedback, you know, you can um, directly message me on, on my Instagram. I should have an email up sooner rather than later for uh, people to uh, be able to send some stuff as well and, you know, um, send me emails and whatever it is, man, I'm a social media guy. So you guys can hit me up on social media as well too. So, um, it's super easy to get in contact with me. So, um, like I said, it was good to do this show. Um, we did the last show we just did was on Thursday. So we kind of did two in the last, uh, last week. And I know the last episode, like I said, I was just thinking like, it wasn't too fight heavy. So we talked about a lot of fight stuff today because there was a lot to talk about. But like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of Kicking It With The King, folks. We will be back sooner rather than later. Thank you guys for joining us. Love you guys. See ya.